0: Of Alrighty, uh welcome everybody to uh dna wellness presents Health talk with the mots in audio podcast format so this is our first time doing this uh so we want to welcome and thank everybody for taking the time to listen to us uh dana we're dealing specifically with what this evening
1: so tonight we're gonna talk about um being stuck and how to get unstuck um i think it's a great topic um especially in our age bracket um so one thing that i was really looking into is that quarter life crisis like did you guys even know that like that was a thing (laughs) so especially for like us millennials um it's a real thing. And I think a lot of people are affected by it. Um, Statistically, they say like 86% of millennials go through this um, stage somewhere between the age of 25 to early 30s.
0: Yeah, I think that's something that's, uh, it's real. I I mean, I, I think of even my personal experiences over the years and, and how we hear people our age constantly say things like, I'm so old, or I don't, I don't know, it just feels like, you know, time progresses differently for our generation you know um we're dealing with things that are that seem like bigger deals probably than they actually are but they are real to us so i think that's actually a good way to title this podcast dealing with quarter life crisis because um i know i went through it probably 28 29 Mm -hmm. um so i i do think that's a very real thing so we're going to get into that and talking about, uh, like Dana said, specifically, um, you know, feeling stuck in a rut. So that's, that's a very real thing. Dana, I want to ask you, why do you think that, um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be people our age, but why do you think people feel stuck or get to certain points in their life where they just feel like they're stuck in a rut?
1: I feel like it's a, has to do with control. Um, I feel like, um... Especially when we transition from adolescence to adulthood, um, there comes a point where you're kind of thrust into now you're an adult. Now you have to make decisions. Now you have to, you know, be responsible and things like that. Um, And sometimes you can't control every aspect of that. Um, Maybe, you know, a situation where it comes to your job or. Um, even your living circumstances, and it gets to a point where you really don't have control, but you're like, But I'm supposed to be a grown up, but I don't have the control, but I'm supposed to be a grown up. And so then you get to that place where you kind of get stuck. Um, and then also, I just feel like nowadays there's um, so much more um, anxiety. <laughs> it just seems like pressure. Because um, I look at even like our parents' generation, um, they seem to be like a generation that was kind of like, you know, let's go to school and let's do better. And, you know, they're the ones that moved us to the suburbs and moved us out to, you know, trying to make a better life for us. And then like we're walking in those footsteps and then it's like, wait, I feel like when my parents were my age, like they were further along than where we are.
0: Yeah, I I could see that. I think more so it's, um, it's options, Mm -hmm. uh, you know. We grew up in an age, and granted, when the internet came around um, when we were probably in our early teens, um, when it really became mainstream, we have access to a lot more uh, than our parents' generation did and and obviously the generations before that. so i I do think it's interesting because um you know some of the the research that I was doing and and it really stuck out to me talks about the fact that we have so many options that shape and control this idea of who we're supposed to be or what our lives are supposed to look like. So, I mean, like think of even when you're a teenager, um, how I guess the, the picture used to be a lot more simpler, you know, because everyone said, you know, grow up, go to college and get a good job. And, you know, like even picking out of college you had like the uh what did they call them the uh, like advisors or something like that
1: mm-hmm. counselors counselors
0: yeah that would give you they would lay it out you know like here's the couple schools that are like in your area and you know here's some of the careers that you could go into but you know gradually over time like now we have access to you know so many options that it almost causes like analysis paralysis you know because we're Like, I don't know. I'm a researcher. And so I feel like there's a lot of times with our generation, we do so much research into things that we're bogged down by too much information that it's hard for us to make a decision.
1: And I will say that's true, too, because I do think that we are a generation of surplus. Um, and kind of like what you're saying, like when you have so many options, sometimes like it just becomes overwhelming. Um, so again, being that generation that, you you know, our parents worked super, super hard so that, you know, it would be slightly easier for us, but sometimes, um, that working hard, uh, creates that grit and, you know, you stay more consistent with things.
0: Yeah. I I mean, yeah, I get that. I mean, the other thing I was going to touch on, and this is like probably the the bane of my existence, but I also feel like it's probably one of the greatest tools that has been invented is, is social media. Um, you know, we get to watch and observe other people's lives. And I don't know, I feel like, so you know my opinion on social media and social media is, is mainly about perception more so than it is reality. So I feel like because we have this idea in our minds of what our lives should look like when we compare them to people that we see on their Facebook page or their Instagram feed, um, when we make that comparison for us, or I can speak for me personally, um, it, it does cause you to feel stuck because you're ma- you're drawing a comparison on where you think you should be compared to where you actually are in life, you know, and then from the other aspect of you know, you feel like you're just going through the motions and some of the things that you probably wanted to do when you were younger, maybe you haven't accomplished. So you feel like you're just doing these things because that's what you were told to do. And you're not really accomplishing what you feel like you want to do.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that's true. Um and then it's funny because you know the social media thing it's a facade (laughs) so then we're all stuck because it's like oh look they look like happy and everything's great life is wonderful and the reality is off camera it's really just like your life (laughs) you know they haven't really progressed that much more so yeah that's definitely true i do think social media kind of um portrays one thing and then you think that oh maybe i'm behind the bar and it's like no they are too (laughs) or whatever
0: yeah It is interesting. I remember uh, we met with an old classmate of mine and we were talking about how our generation is one of the generations that has the highest identity crisis because of not only the way that the economy was when we graduated from high school and we're going to, you know, people were going to college, but I think the whole identity crisis of it, aspect of it is, is huge, you know, because, you know, like with having been brought up by our parents you know our parents had a certain idea of you know what they would want us to grow up to be and then you know our friends and mm-hmm. you know co-workers and other family members they all tried and, and granted their you know their motivations probably their heart is in the right place right, right? but like I said earlier it kind of goes back to having too many options or too many ideas in our head where you know we we're not really sure what path to follow, right. you know? Yeah. So sometimes because of that, like that leads to inaction because you just can't make a decision, you know?
1: Yeah, that's true. And I, and I also think like, again, comparing our parents' generation, you know, they are retiring from jobs that they've been at for 40, 50 years, you know, and, for us, we're like, dude, I haven't stayed at a job for more than five years. <laughs> like, oh, that's, that's me all day.
0: Like, I, I think I've changed jobs like every five to six years yeah. or, or maybe less. And, you know, when you said something about, you know, our parents' generation working a job 20, 30, hopefully not 40 years. But, you know, like when I think about that, I'm like, oh, that sounds that sounds like being stuck to me.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and that's that's crazy. Because I mean that's the idea of the I don't I don't wanna call it the American dream, but that you know, that used to be the idea of the average American family. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think with our generation as millennials, we are leading into a time period where there's a huge shift and I think people are still trying to figure that out. Our generation is still trying to figure that out. And so like I said, it leads to a lot of indecision. Um and if you can't if, if you're not making a decision and you're not making any moves, then Yes, you're going to feel stuck, you know.
1: So then the question is, how do you get
0: unstuck? You want to start that? (laughs) Yeah, you go ahead. Okay. So a couple of things I was thinking about is I know for me, like I am a highly and and me and my mom talk about this all the time, but I am um, an empath so I feel everything. Empath?
1: And, what does that even mean?
0: So, I mean, like, with an empath, okay, um, there there are people who are empathetic. That means they can feel how the other person is feeling within themselves. Um, so, like, we can enter into a room and feel the energy in the room if someone is is happy and excited. That's how we feel. It is imposed on us. If someone is uh, sad and down, it is imposed on us. I know, me personally, I'm I am highly affected by the weather. So um, those days that it's like cloudy, rainy, dreary, like I I feel that you know like inside. And um, the days when it's like sunny, like those are the days when I'm like okay, like <laughs> let's go to the beach or something like that. You know, like I'm I'm super excited to do that. So I just think for me, one of the first things that I think about. Um, when you feel stuck, is you need to surround yourself with either people or an environment that allows you to take some sort of action. Mm. Um, I, I know it's it's one of those things that's easier said than done. And I I remember talking to a friend about this, but you know he would tell me he was like I don't leave the house. And I know sometimes I'm guilty of that because sometimes as you just don't feel like going outside, you know, or doing anything. But you know you really do need to change. The environment.
1: It's so fascinating to me too, because it's like for me, one of the most relaxing things is like a storm and rain. Like it's so calming to my nerves, and it makes me feel like safe. That it's interesting to hear someone say, "Oh, when the weather is gloomy, like it puts them in a like a a sadder state." Because for me, I'm like, "Oh my goodness, it like it's comforting." Like I remember as a child, like laying under a window during a storm because for some reason it just like was comforting to me like so it's interesting to hear that
0: yeah i, I totally feel opposite me, right? <laughs> i mean like when it's like raining and storming outside i, I totally want to be home under my blankets i don't want anybody to talk to me i don't want. but i will
1: say a hundred percent i agree the number one thing if you're stuck action Like you have to take action. And I feel like sometimes we get so um, wrapped in the solution that we fail to take action because we're analyzing and reanalyzing and rethinking about, well, how did I get to this place? And how do I get out of this place? And yada, 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 yada. Whereas if we just said, you know what, go. Like Mel Robbins style, (laughs) count it down, five, four, three, two, one, get up and take action then the whole psychological part of it that'll come later but if you try to work on that beforehand then you're gonna stay stuck
0: yeah you know what i'm i'm wondering so you know the common perception i think sometimes is that that action has to be huge you know that it has to be something like monumental like you know for example many people who know me they know that that I love my music. Mm -hmm. And and if that's the one thing I could be doing where money was not an option, that's what I would be doing. And so sometimes, you know, with like music, people are like, why don't you, you know, go on American Idol or, you know, try to pursue having like a record deal or an album. And and those are like huge goals, right? Um, And I think of like what action really is for me in music is I'm happy if I practice one cover for that day, you know, if if I'm able to practice a song or to write a song for that day, like I feel, you know, like I'm on top of the world, you know. So I I think when it comes to, you know, talking about taking action, I don't think it always has to be huge monumental action at first. Right. Mm -hmm. It, It can be smaller steps. Just anything is better than not moving at all.
1: So, now, my question for you would be then, so, when you're taking these small steps, um is just small steps enough?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I feel like for so long, because I mean think about that illustration of being you know stuck in a hole and you're trying to climb out, you know, like when I think about that illustration gradually that hole can start to fill back up right or deepen or you can start to slip back down into the hole if you're not making enough movement but i don't think it has to it, it shouldn't be small but it does need to be consistent
1: yeah see and i was gonna say it progressive so to me i think the word is progressive so small steps but then you should be making progression. So if our small steps is, you know, maybe that one day I'm just gonna get up right when the alarm goes off or I'm gonna get up right away versus hitting snooze or, you know, lounging around, like I'm going to make myself accountable at this time to go for it. And then maybe the next day, then adding something else little or, you know, throughout the week, adding little things because really a big progression is all about making multiple small steps until you've accomplished something. So, even when you're talking about your music or whatnot, I mean, maybe it is doing a cover, but starting small, like maybe taking those small steps of saying, you know what, like every day I'm going to practice for 10 minutes and then do that for a week and then say, you know what, now I'm going to, you know, add on something else. I don't know music very much but you know whatever that could progress to get to that point of maybe that big goal
0: yeah i i I totally agree and then okay so i i wanted to back up for a minute because we're talking about you know how to make progress but i was also thinking about the fear factor you know because i think that's what holds um us back quite a bit our generation we're afraid that we'll make the wrong decision or sometimes we don't feel like we're strong enough to make a decision to endure it so how do you think that plays into you know when a person is trying to make steps obviously action is the polar opposite of fear right Mm -hmm. you know but what if somebody is struggling with making progress because they're terrified of making the wrong decision
1: so i would say that expression where it says you're going to be bad before you're good you're going to be good before you're great um the reality is you have to mentally know that it's going to be hard at first and that you're going to fall many 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 times and accept that and be okay with it because it's the person that falls and keeps getting back up that is successful i mean if you look at any successful life story like it's consistently the same they failed so many times before they were actually successful like you look at oprah you look at you know tony robbins you look at um i mean a lot lot of our big people like Honestly and truthfully, they failed so many times before then boom, they hit it. But could you imagine if they fail and said, you know what? Well, I'm I'm kind of afraid that like you know it's gonna be too much and I'm gonna fail down and I'm I'm not gonna make it, and then they just stopped. Like they would have never been successful. So I think the first and foremost thing is like really looking at it and saying, you know what? It's gonna be a bumpy ride at first, and I'm gonna fall down. I'm gonna fall down a few times. And the reality is you always have the ability to get better. And the only way to get better is to fall down, right? Like if a kid is learning how to ride a bike and they say, well, you know, I fell off the bike, so I, I'm i never going to ride the bike again. You look at them like they're crazy. You're like, no, like mm. you're going to fall. Like put that helmet on, put those pads on, get out there. Like, you know, we would tell our kids that, like keep doing it, keep going. And I think sometimes... As we get older, for some reason, we're so concerned with how everybody else views us, how everyone else is looking at us. Oh well, you know, they will think less of me because I'm starting at this point. But just get out there because if if they see you have the courage to keep going, it's gonna motivate them to want to do more too.
0: And okay, so it's interesting that you say that because um, you know I I read an article in an article was talking specifically about that and how do we get those um i don't know those those ideals ideas from other individuals out of our heads and one of the things they was talking about was you have to learn to silence other people's chatter mm-hmm. so that you can um listen to your own heart and like and listen to yourself because like you said you know people and i don't know i th- i think it's even more so with our generation now, but we're constantly focused on what other people think of us. You know, mm-hmm. other people will think of us if we do A, B, and C, how it makes us look. And so that is the conversation that we're having in our brain constantly. So it, it gave a couple suggestions because, you know, when we're talking about eventually moving to action, like you have to learn to silence, you know, other people's thoughts in your head mm-hmm. you know so that you can hear your voice so you know it brought out meditation was a good um, way to do that you know turn on we turn on our diffusers and put our oils in and you know have you know have quiet time where you can have a conversation with yourself mm-hmm. you know um, about that being important and then uh, another one that probably I don't think it's died completely but you hear less about it is journaling you know um, People, they even have apps for that now. And we live in such a digital age, but, you know, you could even keep a, a digital journal that you keep with you all the time, um, just where you're able to kind of condense and combine all your thoughts so that you have a clear, I don't know, a clear view of what you really want to do. Um, and then it allows you to set that goal, you know, so that you can start making, taking action, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you, but I guess what I'm saying is, that at the end of the day, it really has to boil down to be something that you really want for yourself, not something that mom and dad want for you, or uh, your friends want for you, or you know, coworkers, boss, whatever. Mm-hmm. It it has to be something that you really want for yourself, and the only way to figure that out is to have that conversation with yourself.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and sometimes it's hard, you know, and 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 I do think again when we're talking about this millennial generation, the reality is a lot of us are still trying to figure all of that out. We're still trying to figure out who am I, you know, what do I want in life? Um, there's certain things that to me, you know, they, they seem cool, like, Oh, the entrepreneur and you know, this type of thing, but it's hard. And so then you get out there and you're like, Whoa, (laughs) this is not like my nine to five job, but is it worth it? And are you cut out for it? You know, if, you're, if that is your dream, like, to me, there's nothing worse than, like, being miserable every single morning. You wake up. Like, I'd rather do what I love and be broke <laughs> than sit here and hate my life and hate the type of work that I'm doing and yet have tons of money. Because the reality is we're living at a time as you can have both. Do you believe you can have both? Like, because you can. Like it might take a little bit more time, but it's going to be so much worth it in the end because you are in control of your your what's coming in and, and how much you're getting paid because you're taking control of that. So hone in on that that passion. And, and while you're doing that, you're going to get better. You're going to have better skills. You're going to be um, more beneficial for people that are looking for what you have.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um You know, as we're we're talking, I'm sitting here, I'm still going through some of my article sources, and uh, I want to back up just a little bit, if that's okay, Mm -hmm. Um, because we, I don't think we address what that looks like when a person is stuck, Mm -hmm. you know, or feels like they're stuck in a rut. So I I thought this article was very interesting um, because it gave the top 10 signs of um, things that you might display when you feel like you're stuck. So then you can make the application and, and make the adjustments. So the number one thing that was on the list was day-to-day, you don't look forward to much other than maybe sleeping or just getting through whatever you're doing. Mm. Yeah, that don't sound like a lot of people I know. That <laughs> you know. sounds like a horrible
1: existence. <laughs> like, that sounds awful to me. I couldn't even imagine. Like, that's so sad to me.
0: But it's, it's the reality, though, for a lot of people. You know, so... That's where the empathy comes into play, because in my head, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, you're like, you couldn't imagine. I could imagine exactly what that feels like. It's awful. It's awful.
1: Well, the reality is like 86 percent. Then we say 86 percent of millennials are like, I'm stuck.
0: So 86
1: percent of them are in that state. Mm -hmm. That's crazy to me. Yeah.
0: Um, so number two was you'd like to get your creative juices flowing, but it seems someone left an it was empty juice bottle in the fridge. Oh, my. I That is funny to me, only because empty juice bottle like that is the worst thing to me. Like that is the most irritating and annoying thing. And I mean, that's exactly what it feels like. Like when you want to be creative and you want to do creative things and it's like you just can't get the gas, mm. you know. So that's an awful feeling. Um, Number three, even though you keep checking things off your to-do list, it doesn't feel like you're getting much done. So I feel like with that, when we were talking about like making progress, like are the things that are on your to-do list, number one, are they things that you really want to accomplish? And number two, two, are they big enough to have an impact on your life for you to feel like you're actually accomplishing something?
1: I love to-do lists. I know you do. (laughs)
0: Um, number four, your days all blur together and it's not weird to not look up blinking and ask, is this Tuesday or Thursday? So I've heard that a lot. When you can't keep track of the days in the week, I have heard that a lot. Um, number five, by the time you get free time, you are too tired to do something interesting with it or just plain unmotivated. So I I feel like that kind of goes with number one because... That's why, I mean, like think about all the memes that exist of uh, people talking about like on Friday night, like all I want to do is sleep, you know, like when it comes work Monday through Friday and then sleep Saturday and Sunday.
1: There's a better way. Why live like that?
0: (laughs) But I remember like being younger, you know, we used to look forward to the weekend like because we wanted to do stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, and so think about like if you're that kind of person at some point, I'm sure that's how you were and if. If in comparison, now it's like, I just want to sleep. Right. Then you might be stuck. Right. Because you you're tired. Because,
1: yeah. I mean, that whole week beat you up. You're tired. I get it. But it's like, you're you're worth more than that. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. Where was that? Oh, number six. So if you answered, how are you, genuinely, you'd say something like, meh, I'm okay. Or so-so.
1: Yeah, people think I'm crazy. They're like, how are you? I'm like, a Wonderful. Amazing, Amazing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I used to work with a guy who uh he would say super marvelous, fantastic, like <laughs> and he just always had all this energy. Obviously, he was not a millennial, but I thought that was hilarious. Um, number seven, you fantasize about getting away and not just away on vacation, like you want to run away from your life. Oh, yeah, I look. I've talked to people that have felt all of this. That's so sad. Hey. Tell me about it. Number eight. uh, You'd like to add something new to your life, but you're sure that you'll never have enough time or energy for it. Yeah. Yeah, I think we touched on that. Mm -hmm. Because you feel like, I don't know, I I can't speak for everybody, but, you know, you just feel like you, like it's not worth the effort that it takes to put in to get it. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, where we at? Number nine, you're getting sick of hearing yourself complain about feeling stressed, tired, and unfulfilled. Wow, that's pretty bad. Like you, you, you literally get upset of hearing your own self, that own negative, uh, voice in your head that says I'm tired or stressed. Mm-hmm. So at some point you have to say like enough is enough, right? You know, it makes some take some action. And number ten, the number one symptom of being in a rut is even though you think you'd be happier if you made a change it's more comforting to stay the same and mope around about it
1: yeah i think that's another one i just i I have the hardest time with like you none of us are obligated to stay stuck like we're just not there's too many options in life there's too many opportunities in life like There's a better way. Like, there's a better way.
0: Yeah, but you have to remember, though, for a lot of people, especially now, that involves getting out of your comfort zone, right? Mm -hmm, Absolutely. So what if you're the person who their comfort zone is being stuck in a rut? Because they've been stuck for so long, that's their natural state, and that's just what they're comfortable with. So
1: take action, little steps at a time.
0: Yeah, and you really have to you really have to change your your mindset and your view, because that is not even though you might feel like that's comfortable and normal, that's not normal. That's that's not and I'm, I'm not even saying from a social aspect, it's not even it's not healthy, right. you know, like, you know, a lot of um, people our age are developing more probably mental issues as well as physical uh, issues because of. mental state you know Mm -hmm. mental things from on the mental side of your body can manifest itself physically right
1: right and and that's huge too um we got to really look at what stress and fatigue do to the body physically like it's crazy how it ages you it's crazy about all the other um diseases that are connected to just simply not getting a good night's sleep like it's huge like so it's so important to, to balance these things, you know, you want to be around.
0: Yeah. And and I think like our depression rates are super high, right. You know, for our generation, even the generation that's, that's coming after us, you know, what is that generation Z or something like that? Um, the depression rates are extremely high, you know, so it it is something serious. It's not normal to feel Mm -hmm. like that. Um, so I thought those those were interesting. I, I felt like we kind of needed to describe that because, you know, sometimes people f- can feel like they're stuck, but they can't necessarily describe
1: what it is. Yeah.
0: You know, so I feel like that's important. Um, all right. So we are at 30 minutes. We were trying to stick to a 30 minute schedule. Um, this is our very first podcast that we've done. So I actually feel like it went well. Did you have anything you wanted to add before we signed off?
1: Um, no, just subscribe, share. Um, so many people are also already subscribed to our YouTube, which is DNA Wellness. Um, so on this podcast, we're going to have just a little more content. Um, we want to get a little more raw and have different subject matters. We're going to have um, interviews and other people come on as well. Um, so we're just going to take a few different subject matters, um, but rate us, um, put some comments in the um chat and we'd love to hear from everybody
0: yeah and we we mentioned you know if they have a suggestion or a question um feel free to write into us you can reach us on social media facebook dana and anthony mott um instagram where else can they reach us YouTube, <laughs> DNA Wellness on, on YouTube, so...
1: Pretty much any social yeah. media platform we're on, just find us on one. <laughs>
0: After all, we are millennials, so we're everywhere. Correct. We're on every single, <laughs> every single platform. So... um. And
1: remember, I, remember, small steps every day will dramatically transform your life. Just take small steps every day.
0: Couldn't have said it better. All right. So with that, we'll wrap up... We'll uh, wrap up and set you guys free. And we look forward to next week's podcast. So hopefully you guys found value in this and enjoyed this. Until then, take care.
1: Bye, guys.